T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jumping off an hour or two here of Sports Talk. Good to have you aboard. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Charlie Long at Master Control. He's NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. I'm Christian Garrick. Again, weigh in on the conversation at 504-260-1870. We have a little fun. It's Christmas coming up, right? Who's on the naughty list in sports? Who's on the nice list in sports? 504-260-1870. Is Jarvis Landry on the naughty list, Mike? I put number one on there, Daniel Snyder. Daniel I think Snyder? I think yeah. Daniel Snyder is yeah. number one on yeah. the naughty list. And uh, you know what he? Uh, how they say that he checking it twice? Man, he got goods on everybody. Roger Goodell's up there too, on the naughty list. Come on, he just fined <clears throat> the Saints for allegedly uh, Cam Jordan faking an injury, which he showed up on the injury report having seen treatment on on the on the injury. Yeah, he's uh, taking orders from somebody else on that. But whatever. Um, well, yeah, but, but he, but he deserves to be on the list even before then, <laughs> to be honest uh, with you on that. Man, he's um, – again, uh, there are a lot of people that could do his job if I was paying him $45 million a year. A lot of people could do his job, but he is the secret service agent for the 32 owners. They tell him what to do, what to say, and how to get it done. Because if you don't, I can find somebody that can take your place. Yeah. Real quick. So you become the, the secret service agent for the 32 owners. You do what they tell you to do out on the field. But Dan Snyder, man, he's taking it to another level. Um, and, again, uh, Bob and I talked about this uh, one day that, man, how does a picture of Jerry Jones as a teenager just show up now? And in the Washington Post, oh, uh, just coincidental, right? During the segregation period. Yeah. Uh, how did that happen? Come on, you can't tell me he doesn't have some some goods on everybody, including the, the commission of this league. And he's been offered, Christian, over $7 billion for the Washington Commanders. Hadn't taken the deal. And a lot of a lot of people in the league thinks he's just playing around with them, that he will not sell this team. He will he won't do it. Seven billion dollars with a B for the commanders. By the way, speaking of billion, how about Google getting the NFL Sunday ticket for the price of two billion dollars? <laughs> uh yeah. Um Man, that's 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 interesting. It's man, gonna be on they, YouTube. Man, they, they they like a cash register that that constantly pays off. Uh, it, it's unbelievable uh, what the NFL is. 
Uh, and I don't want to say they bulletproof because they, they, they take a hit now and then. But they come back from it better than any other sport imaginable uh, in, in my lifetime. How they bounce back from any little setbacks uh, that, that they have. It's, re- it's a record year for viewership. And now with all Sports this inclement gambling. weather, guess what? You stuck inside? Guess what you watching? All weekend. All weekend long. They're playing on Saturday and Sunday. And at one time, man, we're not playing on Christmas Day. What? We're not playing. Uh, give it to the NBA. Not no more. No, that was their way of saying. Now we're we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that revenue. That they're gonna get those viewers um, that the NBA that, was getting. That's their deal of sticking the middle finger to the NBA and saying you no longer got full realm here. We in charge now. And all these other networks are kind of falling over one another. Oh, no, no, we want this game. Oh, we want that game. I'm just telling you, Christian, it, it is unbelievable to watch. In my lifetime, to see this growth of the NFL, because as a kid, baseball was still king. Yeah, Baseball was still I was growing up the too. national pastime. It was still yeah. king. But, man, to see, the, to see the growth from, I would say, once it turned into the early 80s, and baseball started to take a little bit of a setback and further back, and then all of a sudden, by the 90s, man, they were on the roller coaster. Man, and I mean on high speed. The biggest thing that happened to Major League Baseball that, that really opened the door for the NFL, amongst many things, though, was the World Series strike. The year they had to strike during the World Series. It was the killer. That, 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 that opened the door for the NFL because there was no competition. The NFL didn't have to compete with the Fall Classic that year. And everybody just said, okay, well, baseball's out of sight, out of mind. And Christian, the other thing, too, is what gave it a little bit of the paddles for baseball, McGuire and Sosa. Okay, you, you, however people feel about the steroid no era uh, in baseball, you, you were watching that. <laughs> Man, you were watching McGuire. You were watching Sosa. You were watching Bonds. Don't tell me, oh, well, I knew it all. You might have kind of heard a rumor here and there, but you were still watching and it revitalized baseball for a while uh, to have those guys. And, and it was just like a, almost a friendly competition between McGuire and Sosa uh, to see who would break, uh, you know, Maris's record. But, man, it didn't. It turned into an unbelievable TV show. Um, and, and you watched it daily. I remember the, the home run chase between McGuire and Sosa. It, I was glued. And it, was, it wasn't just – uh, diehard baseball fans that were going to the tube. It was the average Everybody. The ones that didn't really, well, maybe never watched Major League Baseball, but all of a sudden these two guys are slugging home runs all over the place and hitting mammoth shots. Mike, I'm talking about these. They were hitting 570 foot bombs. And granted, okay, fine. They might have been on steroids. I don't really care at that point. I just wanted to see history. And to be honest with you, baseball was better when those guys were, were, were doing steroids. I'm just the brand the game was more exciting. I'm that, that might be controversial. I'm not condoning the use of steroids. I'm just telling you the game was better. And was it illegal back then? It was not. It was not illegal. It was not. Uh and so that there were a lot of different things involved. Everybody inside the baseball circle knew it what was going on. You saw these king size guys. Major League baseball knew it. They, they, they just they turned knew a blind it. eye. But it's almost like the NFL running away from violent hits that they built this game on in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And they run away from it now. Baseball is the same way with the steroid era. It gave you the rocket fuel 
to put this baseball at another era. Now, a lot of people watch baseball in September and October. There's a lot of games in baseball, sure. but they a lot of people watch it in September and October, and certainly this year with Judge, uh, uh, you know, and his home run chase. Uh, it was uh, it was something to see. And I know Charlie's happy because of who won it, right, Charlie? Yeah, Astros. Absolutely. He loves his Astros. <laughs> Going behind enemy lines next with Scott P. Track, Cleveland Browns beat writer for the Chronicle Telegram and Media Gazette. This, or Medina's Gazette, excuse me. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Who's on the naughty and nice list in sports? Feel free to weigh in on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. It's one of those no real right or wrong answers. If you, just, if you deem that somebody should be on the naughty list or the nice list, Feel free. Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick here. Scott Petrack, Cleveland Browns beat writer for the Chronicle Telegram and the Medina Gazette. Scott, how are you? Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I'm good. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, Scott. So uh, there's so much made about the weather that's coming in town. Even down here in New Orleans, it's going to be in the teens. And up there, it's going to be uh, in a negative degrees um, temperature range, a kickoff on Saturday. Um, are Browns fans welcoming that weather? I would imagine they are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever sat outside for uh, three and a half hours in that kind of weather. It's been about thirty years since I have. Um, but no, I don't. You know, it's Christmas Eve. I think the crowd normally would be good. I think the weather will probably thin out the crowd because that's just really uncomfortable <laughs> to sit when it's minus twenty wind chill. And it's blowing at thirty miles an hour. That's just Ugh. uncomfortable. Yeah, I I, I retract that. Uh, you're you're right. You're right. Um, so Deshaun Watson just started playing uh, again after his suspension a few weeks ago. I watched a little bit of of him against the Ravens, and it seemed like late in that game he started to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Did I see that wrong? No, you're right. And it's been a steady progression since that debut against Houston on December fourth. He played really bad that game. I mean, he threw a bunch of balls on the ground. Yep. Uh, looked like he wasn't seeing the field to me. Um, felt a step slow. Was better in Cincinnati the next week. Struggled in the red zone. Threw a bad fourth quarter interception. And then against the Ravens, played clean. No turnovers. Had a big scramble. 
led some long drives. The Browns should have scored more. They missed two field goals. Uh, so I, I thought it was another step in the right direction, and it, it feels like uh, he's getting more comfortable every week. Scott, given the weather forecast, what's the over and under amount of passes you think the Saints and the Browns will, will throw? Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I've been asking guys all week, you know, like, are, we, are you expecting there's like a run every play? And it's tough to tell because that's extreme, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, I'd probably put the over under it, I don't know, 15, somewhere yeah. around that. Because, I mean, you I know how agree. the league is. I Everybody throws it now, right? I think it's Yeah, close. I mean, everybody throws it, but I don't think they're going to throw it nearly as much as they usually do, you know? <clears throat> we, we expect to see a lot of Nick Chubb, and I, I think Mike and I talked about it from the Saints' perspective the Browns should expect to see, at least by our estimations, a lot of Taysom Hill. Man, Taysom Hill got to touch the football 25 times in this game uh, against the Browns. It got to uh, because yeah. anybody who's ever tried to throw a football in a 30- or 40-mile-an-hour win in that cold, good luck. Uh, it, it, that ball's not going where it's supposed to go. And, and I wouldn't be surprised that uh, Deshaun Watson get in the mix too, big time as a runner. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think Hill presents a bunch of problems for the Browns uh, it, just as a runner, right? Forget about everything else he can do. He's strong. He's physical. I mean, you guys know it. But talking to Browns players, they're really impressed with how physical he runs. And the Browns have not been good against the run. I mean, they gave up like 198 on the ground last week to the Ravens. The Ravens scored three points because the Browns had a fourth and one stop inside the 10. They got an interception inside the 10. They had another turnover, and Tucker missed a field goal and had one blocked. So they've been giving up a lot of rushing yards um, pretty much throughout the season. So uh, if I were the Saints, that's what I would try to do, and I would try to go with the big body because the Browns aren't real stout at D-tackle, and they've lost their top four linebackers for the season. So they got two guys that, two guys in the rotation that weren't even on the roster at the beginning of the year, and the other two guys were way down the depth chart. Thoughts a little bit about Debo Jones. We saw him here. He was a really terrific player at LSU. Goes to Atlanta, and he was outstanding there too. And then, man, he hit the injury bug one after the other. And uh, from what you've seen of Debo, uh, and certainly I think we'll see a lot of him uh, going up against the Saints. Yeah, well, he's one of those guys, right? They traded for him, I think it was October 9th. And there's a second straight game that the Browns got gashed on the ground. It was Falcons and then Chargers in that, on that Sunday night. Like, hours after the game, they made the trade for Deion Jones. So, then he, he played a, kind of a good amount early, then got benched. They put in a different – they moved the strong side guy to the middle, but then he got hurt too. So, now he's playing the middle. He's playing just about every snap, and he's played pretty well. You know, I mean, he gets pushed off the ball sometimes. He's not the biggest guy. No, he's not. But he's getting the passes, and, you know, he's had pass breakups. He had a pick against Cincinnati – so he's showing up, and he's going to have to because the other guys around him don't have nearly the experience that he has. Scott, were you there when Demario Davis was a member of the Browns? I was. Yep. How did y'all let out, him go? How did he get out of the building, <laughs> dude? <laughs> fellas, it, it was the weirdest thing. Like he wasn't the same player that he is now, and that he was, you know, since he's been in New Orleans. But he was good, and I know the coaching staff was devastated when he got traded. But it was part of. The free eight is, is part of the front office. The Browns were kind of tearing it down. Um, it was really analytical driven. They were trying to get rid of veterans. It's when they were in the middle going one and 31. Is that when they were trying years. to play that money ball scheme? They were doing a lot yeah. of money ball? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's just one of, you know, he's kind of a casualty of that philosophy. Um, but you could tell he was a good player. You could tell he was a locker room leader. What's changed, what surprised me is now he's like a talker, right? He's become this, like, spokesman. He was, like, he hated to talk during the year he was here. Um, was a good player and well-respected in the locker room, but we didn't get, really get to know him because he didn't say much at all. One of the things, um, you know, in covering LSU and the sports scene here, I've done it over 35 years, Cade York was the best field goal kicker I ever saw at LSU. He was just unbelievable. And he had a big upside to him, too, because of his leg, that he had the potential of, of being a guy that could one day kick a 65-yard field goal in a game. He's had his ups and downs uh, with the Browns, and he's been inconsistent, okay? So we get it uh, on that part. Uh, but it seems to be that the Browns are going to kind of wait this out with him. I think they're patient with him in his development as a kicker because, man, you can see he's got unbelievable talent as a kicker and supreme confidence also. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, they, you know, he's the only kicker drafted. They spent a fourth-round pick. And, you know, it's a valuable pick, you know, especially on a kicker. And they didn't have a lot of picks because of the Watson trade. So I, I think he'll, you know, I think they'll stick with him. Um, you know, I have no doubt that he comes back next year as a kicker. But at some point, you know, you got to be more consistent. And the issue with him this year has been he's just not striking the ball well, kick in and kick out, right? Yeah. He had a low, he had a kick last week where it was a low left. It didn't matter what the conditions were, he just missed it. And that was the second one of those. He missed two kickoffs inside the dome in Houston that wound up being squib kicks, and they weren't supposed to be. So he's got to, whatever it is, whatever the routine is, whatever's preventing him from being, you know, I compare it to golf, right, a consistent ball striker, he's not hitting the ball in the center of the club face every time. He's got to figure that out. They love his potential. Um, and you're right about the confidence, but, you know, at some point you got to worry about that, right? you got to worry about, is his head right? Is it where it needs to be? And I don't think they're at that point at all. Um, but that's what you got to pay attention to as kickers. Scott, what was the reaction amongst the Browns fans, the loyal fans, with the addition of Deshaun Watson, the amount of money, and also given the things that, that was alleged off the field? It, just, it was all over the board. You had people that loved it. Um, you had people that love it just because it's the Browns. You had people that didn't like it but still cheer for him and still cheer for the Browns because that's what they do. They had people that said, hey, I'm not going to be the same level of fan. I'll pay attention, but not to the same degree. They had people that said, I'm not going to watch him because of Deshaun Watson, right? It was that polarizing a move. There's no doubt about it. You know, now the discussion is mostly about football because we're deep into the season. Uh, but it's certainly been, it's, it's been the story for the last nine months. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. And I still, I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't apologized really for what he did. So there's not a sense of closure. And I, I think it's still really divisive within the fan base. Jimmy has, uh, Christian had a deal up about naughty and niceless. But, uh, man, one of them for the owners would be Jimmy Haslam. <laughs> when he gave that guaranteed contract, oh, all them other owners were, wait a minute now. Man, you put us uh, in a bad situation here. Uh, would guarantee now they've had them before, but nothing like to this extent. Um, what? How is the fan base reaction to Jimmy Haslam? Who yeah. uh, he? You talk about a dude who's been all over the board. It's been Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, I mean he could be on the naughty list for more than you know more than one reason. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But you know when it, when it comes to the Watson contract, I mean that's the only re- that's the only way they were going to get him here, 
Right? He had said no. Right. And he was considering the other two teams, right? It's not New Orleans and Atlanta. Uh, and then he changed, he changed his mind, and he could say it was because of Kevin Stefanski or whatever, but it sure feels like the, <laughs> okay, we're going to give you $230 million guaranteed. Fully Man, guaranteed. I'd go play in Siberia um, for that kind of money. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, it changed everything. So, you know, I understand why the Browns did it. In, in my opinion, from a strictly football perspective, the money's worth it and the draft picks are worth it because I think he's that good. Uh, and I think he's that big of an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Now, you know, if you're the rest of the teams in the league and you don't even have to look outside the Browns division, right? Lamar Jackson. Yep. Do this off season, and he wants all guaranteed money, and I get it. He won an MVP. You can argue he's better than Deshaun Jackson. Joe Burrow is going to be in the same spot this off season, right? The Bengals can offer him an extension. So, um, it's I get it. I get it's tough for the owners, and I think the Browns did what they thought they had to do. But yeah, I get why they get um, ticked off some other owners. The Joku at tight end, if if any of the offensive players, and certainly Nick Chubb stands out, I mean, uh, I think you could make a real strong argument. Best running back in the NFL this year. Really has been. Uh, but yeah. the Joku's improvement as a receiver, uh, and, and he was always pretty good in that area, but he's become a bigger part of their passing attack. That's somebody the Saints are going to have to be cognizant of. Because he can run those little short-range passes that Watson will throw. He's not going to be able to throw anything deep downfield. But right. Njoku has really been a good player this year for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And he can take a little pass in the flat, break a tackle. We've seen him hurdle guys. Uh, he's really athletic. Now, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities because Austin Hooper was in front of him on the depth chart. And I think that's the biggest thing that's changed. And the Browns committed to him. They signed him for like – Four years, fifty some, fifty two, yep. fifty six million dollars, and yeah, that's a lot of money to pay for him. He has not had that kind of production. Never been to a Pro Bowl. He was an alternate, you know, when they announced him yesterday. Um, but you know, it felt like a lot of money. But he's been here for five or six years. The Browns liked him. They liked his potential. The market wasn't good for tight ends in the draft or free agency. They felt like he was the best option, and he's starting to make it look like a pretty smart move. I don't know if he's worth fourteen million. But he's a legitimate Pro Bowl caliber, borderline type of player. And I think he'll continue to get better, especially the longer Watson plays, because Watson does like to throw to his tight ends. One other thing, I talked to an AFC GM yesterday, and he told me, Mike, my opinion, Miles Garrett's the best defensive player in pro football today. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's interesting because there's a little bit of a. I don't know, backlash around here. Man, he doesn't take over games. We don't see him all the time. You know, you watch Sunday Night Football, and Micah Parsons is doing a bunch, and Joey Bosa is doing a bunch. But Miles Garrett, you know, there's an ESPN stat that says he's the most double-teamed player in the league, or edge rusher in the yeah. league, and he's got the highest win rate in the league. So you put those two together, how could you not consider him, if not the best defensive player, top two or three in the league? I think he's that good. He's good against the run. He's playing with a sprained shoulder they hurt in that car accident in September where he rolled to his Porsche. Um, and he plays crazy hard. There was a game against Tampa Bay where he runs off the field with his arm hanging down because he gets drilled on a double team, doesn't miss a snap, and sacks Brady, either sacks or pressures Brady to end like the final four drives, including overtime to set up the winning bronze possession. Uh, I think he's outstanding, and I think he's playing harder than he ever has. So, yeah, I would not fight with somebody who told me that. 
Scott Petrak, Cleveland Browns beat writer for the Chronicle Telegram and the Media uh, Medina Gazette. Uh, bundle up, Scott, and uh, get that hot cocoa, man. <laughs> you can get there it's early, Scott. The press box. It's so cold, though. It's yeah. so cold in the front row of that press box. Hey, yeah. If you see Deuce, check on Deuce for us. Yeah, all right? yeah. We, we, we need extra well heat for weather. Deuce, man. We need extra. <laughs> Deuce should stay home, then. All right. <laughs> Thank all right, you, brother. Scott, Scott Petrack. There it goes. All right, this is Sports Talk here on WWL. Some more signing, news, signing day news coming in for LSU, Alabama, and the rest of the country. Mike Dettelier, college and NFL analyst. Mike, what's the latest for LSU? Yeah, Desmond Ricks uh, just announced it. We talked about it yesterday with Blake. I told Blake, don't put a nickel on LSU. Don't put no money. Man, I've been, I've seen this before, but Desmond Ricks uh, selected Alabama over LSU. I've seen this, this sort of a – it's not exactly the same, but Patrick Sertan was like that. He was a, a commit for a long time to LSU. In the final days, uh, Nick and, and Alabama got him away and – uh, so Desmond Ricks, uh, five-star corner, uh, has now selected Alabama. Uh, the other part of that is that Denver Harris, uh, who was a five-star recruit a year ago and was the fourth-rated cornerback in the 2022 class and actually started games at Texas A&M, but then he got himself in trouble. He got suspended. Uh, he has committed to LSU. So former Texas A&M freshman cornerback uh, Denver Harris, who started some games uh, for the Aggies, then got suspended, uh, has committed to LSU. And again, he was a five-star a year ago and uh, the fourth-ranked corner in the 22 class. So it's something that Brian's talked about. you got to upgrade that area. And Harris has three years of eligibility. And so that's, that's a big thing. And I would expect that LSU will sign another corner with some experience. They can't go into the 2023 season uh, and just rely on, on young corners. Uh, yeah, not everybody's Stingley. Uh, so, again, though, the lost Ricks. And, and yesterday, I just had a bad feeling. He was headed to Alabama, and that's exactly what happened. Desmond Ricks selecting Alabama over LSU. But LSU does get Denver Harris. Uh, who was one of the top corners in the nation and actually started a few games uh, for the Aggies a year ago before he got suspended. Are we seeing in this 2023 class the um, offensive lineman that we expected from Brian Kelly in particular in the Midwest where, where he had some fertile recruiting grounds? Are we starting to see any of that? Yeah, well, you got four, and um, you know you got the two best in the state, uh, the two tackles, and then you got Mabumba. Uh, out from Georgia, who has played tackle, but I think he'll play guard. And um, what I'm looking for is for them to sign a veteran center. I'm a big center guy. Listen, it's hard. It's hard to find centers, really good ones out there. And I think Brian would be best suited to go get himself a center with some experience. Charles Turner, I thought, played well last year. Uh, He got injured. He was nicked up. He's undersized. He's never going to be a natural 285, 290-pound player. But, man, he's a good technician. They tried Dellinger there. We saw what happened. Brian pulled the plug on that, didn't he? After game one, I've seen enough. He was like Peyton uh, with Charles Brown. I've seen enough. Uh, You're going back to guard. But next year, LSU has a good possibility, unless things change, would have all five starting Offensive lineman back, 
and their sixth man in Garen Dellinger. So, man, I go out and try to find me a veteran center, a guy who has played a little bit of that at the collegiate level. But getting those two big tackles from in-state, I, I think are two coups uh, from from Brian Kelly and his crew. Because I do know one thing, uh, Hurd could have went anywhere in the nation. Every team was after him. Uh, they Some people thought he was a better prospect than Will Campbell. Now that's saying something, because yeah. when Will walked on campus, he was the now again he didn't have a lot of competition, but he was the best tackle they had, and he proved how good of a player he could be as a true freshman. We saw certainly uh, the development of Embry Jones, who was a really good player too, uh, uh, from the uh, Baton Rouge area at the right tackle position. So, man, Christian, he's got it rolling. He he, he does have it rolling uh, along offensive line, and that's something. Offensive line and tight ends signed four. Yeah, and you had a couple guys transfer, and that's why. Yep. They transferred because they saw the talent coming in, and they said, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, I'm not going to get the playing time. Yeah, and I think I Xavier like Hill today, he went to Memphis, yeah. and uh, then Tulane uh, got Cam Warr. Cam can play, really can. He just can't stay healthy. All right, we'll step away and come back to Bottleman. Mm. He's got a naughty and nice list nomination. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Tomorrow at 4, join Bobby Hebert and Mike Dettelier for a special edition of Fans and the Pros, live from Rouse's Market on Veterans near Causeway. Kickoff Saints Friday and shop for the holidays with the two Cajuns, Bobby and Mike at Rouse's Market, 2,900 vets. Tomorrow, 4 to 7 p.m., only at UWL. Right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines. Bottleman, what's going on, Bottleman? You're on WWL. First of all, how you guys doing? Hey, Bottle Man, how my you been, naughty, bud? Oh, happy holidays. My naughty and nice list is those officials. 85% of the officials don't deserve no toys. <laughs> little gas money in a, in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's protein. No steaks, no potatoes. Did you see the <laughs> egregious call that happened in the Washington Commanders game where Terry McCollin was on the line of scrimmage, asked the line judge, hey, am I on? Am I good? He got the thumbs up as soon as they snapped the ball. He throws a flag for uh, illegal formation. What? How does that happen? And that bottle, leads people to believe that the NFL that, yeah. that somebody might be have been bought. And, and even worse was the um, fourth down play. He didn't. He didn't get hit. He got mugged in the end zone. Not once or twice. Three times. Um, man, listen. I, I know one thing. People in the gambling business don't like to see that because you know what? If you don't think. It's the up and up. You're going to stop gambling. You're going to stop. And they don't want to hear nothing about it. You you can bet they are going to put a lot of pressure. Okay? Because once the NFL became a tag team with them, you got to accept that they're going to have influence on you. And their influence is, you touching my money with these incompetent officials. You touching my money because people are saying it's, it's not up and up. You better straighten this out fast. Not to mention, you've already had a player that that we, we, we saw bet on games. He got he got indefinitely banned, Calvin Ridley. So to think that that, that they're going to be impervious to that, you're naive. Somebody, there's going to be a story. It's going to come out we, whether it's a player. I'm not saying it's this year, next, but a player or a referee, maybe even a coach. You know who's going to rat them? Somebody's, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be this year Las or next. Las Vegas. But yeah, but in the next 10 years, would, would you be at all surprised, Mike, in the next 10 years we nope. hear a story about that? No, Me I neither. would not. And listen, there was gambling going on long ago on NFL players betting on games. Man, people made this stuff about Pete Rose. 
Man, they got a lot of stories out there that uh, stretch that Pete Rhodes story pretty good. Uh, so, man, it's like it's a one guy doing it? Come He's on, give me a caught. break. He's the only one that got caught. He got caught just like Paul Horning got caught. Uh, Alex Karras got caught. They got caught, but they weren't the only ones gambling. And um, one day I think they'll have a, a even better story about a pro football Hall of Famer that was doing a lot of it too. Uh, you know, uh, what's that mean? <laughs> no, I, I think somebody will will have a story about that. Okay, okay, about it wouldn't it, surprise me. It just no, wouldn't. no, listen, uh, Charlie, would it surprise you in ten years? Absolutely not. Baseball. It already happened. Okay, you had an NBA referee, Tim Donahue. Yeah, Donahue. And, and Tim got nabbed because they saw some suspicious betting. On games he was calling, uh-huh. and they nabbed him. No, one thing with Vegas, you mess with them with their money, <laughs> Jack, you in for a lot of trouble. And I'm telling you, they are going to put a lot of heat on the NFL. Okay, you wanted us to be a tag team. We agreed. But part of that is you don't mess with my money. Yeah. And now you got these guys making these calls. You better straighten that out real hey, fast. Have fun tomorrow at Rouse's on on Veterans Your Causeway. All right, you and Bobby. Well, I'll try to keep warm. Keep Bobby in, in, in check, all right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. all right, one more hour to go here, and it's Thursday Night Football, Jags and Jets. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.